I wish I could put my fist through the whole clouds of beautiful time. Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm joined by your other wonderful host, Jess. What's up? I'm eating ice cream for dinner. That's what's up. Um, I had a piece of steak, and now I'm having a stout. So (laughs) A stout's a meal in and of itself. I know. um, I found this in the back of the fridge, and I was kind of worried it wasn't going to taste very good, but it's fine. So... Hmm. I'm drinking it. <laughs> All of the wine we have right now tastes awful. Oh. Like it's been sitting there for a long time. Um, <laughs> basically, I, I had a sip of one. I'm like, this is soy sauce. This is disgusting. Um, so I have some rum. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> With a little bit of water in it. <laughs> So you're having rum and ice cream. Yeah. Wow. Chris isn't home. He's 80% of my impulse control. And he cooks for you. <laughs> he makes sure that you eat. Oh, my God. <laughs> what happens when he's not home and he's out with his friends? I eat ice cream for dinner. And rum. And I'm Don't lactose intolerant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to love that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But enough about my bowels. <laughs> We actually have like a fuck ton of Star Wars news. I know. Finally. There's so much. Like when I opened the notes, I was like, holy shit, so much stuff happened. Like we actually have a lot of Star Wars happening. Yeah. Like, and we have some soapboxes that we're going to stand on and yes. scream at people and put our fists through things. So, yep. But the thing that kills me is like, so whenever I do the, I, I put down the news, I go to StarWars.com and like none of this was on StarWars.com. No. I had to go out. (laughs) The character posters are there, I think. Yep. Yep. So, but anyway, um, first bit of news Disney Plus has launched. Um, It's good, and Jess uses my login. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Jess has her own profile on my Disney Plus (laughs) account. My icon is Spider Man. (laughs) Because, of course. Mm -hmm. Mine is Ahsoka. Because, Mm -hmm. duh. Mm -hmm. But, um, Speaking of the trust character posters, we got some character posters of the Rise of Skywalker. What do you think about them, Jess? I really like them. Yeah, me they too. look like trading cards. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And like they're just so oh god, like they're they're beautiful. Like all mm-hmm. of them are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Even Kylo Ren looks really mm-hmm. awesome. And as much as I hate that they're using Kintsugi in Star Wars, mm-hmm. once again, appropriating Japanese culture, mm-hmm. um, it still looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. I really like, um, this is something random that I just thought of while I was looking at Lando's. Lando is holding a cane in his, and oh. I really appreciate that um, Star Wars is allowing its older characters, like Lando and Leia in The Last Jedi, use mobility aids. Yeah. I think that's really big. Allowing um, them to be old and age. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Especially for like our original heroes yeah. to be able to be old. Yeah. Um, that's kind of cool. That's very cool. Also, Jana is gorgeous. I know. And Rose. <laughs> you can see both her buns in this one. It's great. <laughs> God, and Finn's costume looks so good. Yes. I yeah. really like the I really like the Han Solo pants a lot. I do too. And it feels very thin. 
it does and it has like the um almost they almost look like riding pants because it has like that leather piece like on his inner thighs and the mm-hmm. first thing I thought of was because I have big thighs and I know John has big thighs I was like he needs that so he doesn't rip a hole in his pants oh, from his, thigh, his thighs rubbing together <laughs> but that's just a patch really mm. no I feel that <laughs> I feel that oh, um I feel like this might be sacrilege, but I did not like the marketing for TLJ. Yeah. I didn't like the the red. I liked those. I thought uh, they, yeah. they, were, Every, they were just so different, and mm. I like red stuff. I thought it was very, like... Everybody loved it except for me. <laughs> um, Amanda didn't like it either. She was oh, like... Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So it's it's funny. My I two Star Wars co-hosts. <laughs> 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 What's going on here? I just felt like... At some point, it was cool at first, and then at some point, it was like it felt like I was trying too hard to be like, "This is an edgy, different Star Wars film." Yeah. And anytime anybody ever says that about a Star Wars, I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." Yes, this is not an indie, like edgy art house film mm-hmm. whatsoever. You're fucking, <laughs> you're fucking blockbuster film. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I know. Embrace I know. it. Dio is so cute. Like the little Dio. antennas that just make him look like a little like bird kind of. Mm-hmm. Like so cute. I remember showing a picture of Dio to my mom not long after celebration and she's like, It's a hair dryer on wheels. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is especially cute because my mom is a hairstylist. <laughs> oh, it's true. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. My mom is a sucker for all the little cute things that Star Wars brings us. Someone was commenting that Poe is wearing his mom's ring around his neck. Like you can see a necklace under his Again? Shirt. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Yay. Hang on, I gotta scroll back up to get to I Poe. know, there's so many. <laughs> nope. That's Finn. Uh. Oh yeah, he is. I see it. Ooh. Um so I was going to keep this a secret, but I guess I'm not going to now. But I'm slowly acquiring the things to do a gender bend uh, mummy costume Ooh. as uh, Rick O'Connell. And um, now I'm kind of like, maybe I should do a gender bend uh, Poe Dameron, too, because it's very similar mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I could probably use the same shirt and, like, oh, for sure, belts and stuff like that, but. Yes. Actually, actually, Rose is, is very similar to Yeah. Like, she has the gun holster thing. I like this. I like you should it. cosplay as Rose, and I will cosplay as Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. That'd be cute. I'm so lazy about cosplaying, so that's why I was mm-hmm. like, I have to start now, mm-hmm. like way, way, way far in advance, and like slowly oh God, buy yeah. things, or I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get it done. So my dapper Luke costume, I threw together a week before celebration. Yeah, and it looked really good. Oh, like, thank you. <laughs> I had to explain it to a lot of people, which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. easier when I was walking around with Emma because she was dapper Ray, and hers was very obvious. Yes. But then yeah. usually when people saw the one glove and green lightsaber they got it yeah um let's talk about zori bliss for a second mm-hmm. because is she holding a blaster or is that a vibro thing a vibrator i mean what is it Could called? Be blade is oh it? yeah vibro really blade yeah. no that's like blaster correct i think that is do fiber blades no they don't extend like lightsabers they're already like one piece 
Why am I the worst Star Wars fan right now? I don't remember. When have we ever been good Star Wars fans? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I just oh love- yeah, vibroblades are like like swords. Okay, okay, like so they're swords. already fully fully out physically. She just looks. Um, she just looks really cool. Like she does. I love the metal, um, like accents of her armor, like mm-hmm. the bracers, everything. Like looks really really good. I it wish does. she wasn't a white woman, but you know, yeah, that's another thing. Maybe she never takes her helmet off. Uh, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, we don't need to look at her. Yeah. No offense, Carrie with- Russell. You have a beautiful face, but yes, I love Carrie Russell. I think mm-hmm. she's great. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, has a white brunette problem. Oh yeah, they do. But that's not it. We got a whole bunch of like clips mm-hmm. from Rise of Skywalker. Um, the first TV spot that we. Got uh, that at least I know of, um, is a TV spot titled End. And the most important part of this TV spot is Ray jumping out of some First Order ship, like, in space, and, like, flying toward the Falcon, where Finn is on the ramp waiting to grab her. Right? It's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I feel like... JJ like saw all of the shit that everybody was talking about. Um, uh, no, my my watch is reminding me that I need to meditate. Not now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought I turned it off. Um, Meditation okay. waits for no man. Right. Um, I, th- I feel like saw. I feel like JJ saw the Last Jedi and saw the p- the part with you know leia in space and everybody's like oh you can do that blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he was like oh yeah well i'm Bet. gonna take it even further <laughs> like <Bet. laughs> that's amazing uh, troll the haters i also feel like and we can get into this more um as as we go through the news because i just feel like we've gotten a lot of finn stuff and by golly it makes me happy <laughs> right because seriously that was my biggest concern going into the last jedi and i was proven right just pointing that out um <laughs> that finn was going to not be a major part of the film yeah um and i remember like people asking ryan like where is he is he going to be a major part of the film and he's like oh yeah yeah he is and i'm like he gets thrown on a station as a sidekick like character yeah and the rest of the story goes to kylo ren yep and we've talked about the bait and switch and how much we hate it but it's really nice to see like finn getting something yeah and we'll talk about this later too but i just want to point out that like just even the side quest that he was on and what happened on that side quest that is that's not Finn. Like yeah. him being taught about right. slavery and like the first order, like taking, you know, resources away from planets and like mm-hmm. putting people in these like terrible situations and like the wealth. I mean, I guess the wealth that's accumulated because of warmongering is maybe news to him, but like all the other stuff, like he witnessed firsthand. <laughs> so like first order stealing resources, for- first order stole Finn. 
Yeah. Um, and I, if, if be, uh, before the awakening is technically like canon, which I don't even know if it is because all of that seems like it was thrown out the window too, with him being like mm-hmm. top of his class type of thing and then having too much empathy. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, like apparently that mission that he went on with Kylo Ren where he didn't shoot anybody was his first mission supposedly. Like, hmm. so I don't know, like, but still, even then it's like, he's seeing like the horrors of the first order. Right. Um, I don't know. Like just, just a lot of, a lot of Finn's writing has not been great and it's right. upsetting. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, and then we got another TV spot titled fate. Um, and it's a lot of the same stuff that we saw in the other TV spot spliced together. But some of the one of the new things from it that caught my eye was there's a shot of the Knights of Ren on the deserty planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care about the Knights of Ren, but I now actually believe they're going to be in the film. Right. <laughs> there's, we've seen them. They've put money into making them mm-hmm. a thing. And I mean, but as we know, um, having it in the trailer doesn't mean it's going to be in the film. <laughs> so. That's true. We've learned anything from Rogue One. Uh-huh. And it can be part of the promo material and never make it into the film, i.e. Constable Zuvio. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that that's literally, <laughs> I hope that's the only shot of the Knights of Ren we get. And like they're just there. <laughs> and then we, they just are never talked about at all throughout the whole film. <laughs> that would be kind of amazing. <laughs> oh, oh no, it would be great. If Kylo Ren was like, I am a master of the Knights of Ren, and somebody's like, well, where are they? And it's cut to that shot of them yeah. standing around <laughs> in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Lucasfilm hire me. <laughs> we also got a very emotional special look. Oh, God. Um, that oh, God. went through Star Wars through the years, except for like two clips or shots of the prequels. But, you know, whatever. I'm fine. I'm not bitter. Yeah. Um, but it is very, 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 very emotional. There are lots of shots of Carrie. Um, there's a really lovely shot of Peter Mayhew. Oh, that made me uh, cry. <laughs> I cried too. Um, but you get some ideas into some of the cameos for this film. So apparently Ed Sheeran is a fucking stormtrooper. Like, I don't even know who that know. is. I've he's been a cameo and everything, and I still don't know what he looks like. Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I don't remember which one he was. He's a ginger. Oh, I okay. Do you not know who Ed Sheeran is? I know what his music is. I just don't know what he looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, how have you gone your entire life without never hearing a fucking Ed Sheeran song? So today was I went to the dentist and there is a magazine you know, on the, in the pile. And it was the first time I've ever seen a picture of Timothy Chalamet. Is that how you say his name? Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. And I was like, this is what everybody's obsessed with and thirsting over. He looks like he's 12, but it was literally mm-hmm. the first time I've seen a picture of him, but I see his name like all over the, all over the Twitter he's all the time. Tiny pasty twink. You know, I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Yeah. I just don't know what people look like, but I know names. <laughs> mm. Um, And then, apparent cameo that we had no idea we were getting is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Right? And he's going to be in the Resistance and he's hanging out with uh-huh. Jana. <laughs> and then Rose was in the background? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
look at my son. I mean, it makes, <laughs> I I know, it makes sense because, like, he did the song for Jabba, you know, the the um, Maz, Maz's Castle song with JJ. Yeah. So it makes Jabba. sense. Jabba Flow. The song is Jabba. called Jabba Flow. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, he's, I guess he's buddy, good buddies with JJ. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Um, even if it's like a little blip of Lynn makes me happy and Um, happy that he also has that very like 70s Star Wars mustache I know (laughs) (laughs) he looks so much better with facial hair he needs to always have facial hair I agree um he (laughs) is currently in a show that is very good if you are into like fantasy type things or just good tv I guess um it's on hbo his dark materials is based on a book series and he's in it and his episode his uh his episode aired on what's today on sunday no (laughs) yesterday monday um and he fits that like perfect like kind of dirty kind of sleazy like (laughs) character and i was like it would have been kind of cool if he would have been kind of an underworld character Mm. (laughs) in star wars but i like that he's this this resistance cameo character yeah it looks good on him I agree. Resistance looks good on him. Mm-hmm. Then we got, I think it's like a 30 second clip of the film, which honestly was not expecting considering no. JJ's been like for Force Awakens was so big on his mystery box, which I'm so glad that that's not really a thing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I understand it for the Force Awakens, but like, shut the fuck. Yeah, it's like at this point we know we know who these characters are, so it's like I guess it's easier to not do that. Yeah, I I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad it's not a thing as much. Yeah, I agree. In this clip, um, we have the uh, ships that Finn and Poe are getting married on (laughs) uh, after they've they're flying away from Pride. (laughs) I didn't realize Ray was joining. Uh, officiating their wedding or no who's officiating? no she's is officiating the yeah. wedding she's just witnessing it <laughs> yeah she, but I didn't, her chewy and uh bb are yeah. offici- or viewing <laughs> i didn't realize she was there i'm so happy yeah. <laughs> yeah. so they're being chased by some stormtroopers on a motorcycle thing yeah and everybody was like so upset that they were on speeders it's like another speeder chase that's so like like, not practical like yeah motorcycles aren't practical but they're fun and everybody has Uh them it's fine (laughs) things like that makes me want to stuff a bunch of nerds into lockers oh yeah we were talking about that today (laughs) (laughs) oh but the thing that was like big was that the stormtroopers have jetpacks and they fly now they fly now they fly now? <laughs> they fly now. <laughs> I don't know, Jess, do they fly now? They fly now. Mm. It felt very, J- that moment felt very JJ. I was they, yeah. <laughs> and people were like, what do you mean they didn't know about jetpack troopers? I'm like, shut the fuck up, nerd. It's funny. I know. <laughs> the comedic timing is good. Just enjoy a fucking film. I know. Uh, Star Wars fans are the worst. They're the absolute worst. I hate them. <laughs> <sighs> so, Entertainment Weekly did a, their big old spread for The Rise of Skywalker. We got three new covers, um, each representing the three different trilogies. What did you think of the covers? Um, well, there's an Ewok in one of them, so I already don't like that one. Um, <laughs> 
the prequel one, I really like that one, actually. Like, the mm. look, I don't know where what the, they got this photo. Is this, like, old promo material from, like, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin, and all of them? Or Anakin and Obi-Wan, at least. Because um. just, like, Hayden Christensen's, like, stance and his face, like, all that just looks really good. Like, yeah, I believe that. Why can't I find the covers that I want? No, these are all old Entertainment Weekly covers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look at these. Um, yeah, I I really like the prequel one. Um, oh yeah, the ones of Hayden and Ewan are definitely from Tross or Tross <laughs> Revenge <laughs> of the Sith promo material. Um, cause I remember somebody pointing out that in that original picture of Anakin, he has like a very, his cape is like billowing toward the, like much longer than it is in this picture and they cropped it. So now he just has like a really long sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we are here for this accidental Renaissance fashion. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it because then you can see Palpatine's um, bio has uh, symbols <laughs> on his robe <laughs> with his pink eye. Yeah, his severe pink eye. <laughs> but Maul just look like everybody just looks really good on that cover. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, the original trilogy one, it looks like a typical original trilogy, whatever. And I know it's like from old promo material. I don't understand why there's an Ewok there. That really upsets me. Um, I don't like the original trilogy cover yeah i feel like it was made by somebody who said graphic design is my passion yeah yeah um, <laughs> well it was I the hate, 80s I, <laughs> like I 70s so i know but like the people who spliced it together are from 2019 oh yeah that's true i i hate the promo luke where he's wearing his outfit from a new hope he's with his lightsaber <laughs> yeah with his lightsaber like he like actually uses his lightsaber in a new hope i hate yeah. it yeah. That's my one stupid nitpick. And also, okay, I have another stupid nitpick. Uh that Darth Vader is not the A New Hope Darth Vader. That is a Revenge of the Sith Darth Vader, I believe. Oh. I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't even know. Lando that. looks great. He does. Han and Leia look fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really like that look from Harrison Ford right there. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very scoundrel. Chest hair sticking out. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I appreciate about Star Wars is they let the men have their chest hair. They don't make them shave it like Marvel does. <laughs> men yeah. have chest hair. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Although I, I guess even. no one does. Does I guess Poe never shows his chest really. So. Ooh, Poe, show your chest. Wait, does Adam Driver have chest hair? Let me look this up. I feel like I should know this. <laughs> I don't know. He's been topless in many of his things. Yeah, he doesn't really have a lot of chest hair. Or maybe they just made him shave it for everything, which kind of sucks. They made him shave his chest hair and made him wide. Yeah, lots of things. Okay, I should just not go down that rabbit hole. Mm, no, no. <laughs> but I do like the one for this. Um, I think everybody looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, people God, were like, oh, my God, Kyle. <laughs> yes, they do. People were being like, Oh, Kyle being on the cover means with all the heroes means he's gonna be a hero too. And I'm like, uh, Darth Vader, Sidious, Darth yeah. Maul. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, doesn't mean much. It reminds me of when people are like, no, the trio is Ray, Finn, and Kylo Ren, and people are like, ah, yes, like the prequel trilogy trio: Anakin <laughs> Skywalker, Padme Amidala, and 
Chancellor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> or like Dooku. <laughs> like, <laughs> Grievous. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. Rose really that short? Yeah, she's pretty little. How tall is Kelly Marie Tran? I think she's like 5'4". Really? Mm-hmm. 5'2". Oh, wow. She's even shorter than me. I like she's taller inch. than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look good. Ray looks really yeah. good, too. Um, yeah. I, I just don't really like these covers in general. I don't either. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was trying to be like positive but i just don't like the entertainment weekly covers where it looks like they're just like cut out of a poster and and pasted on this like spread like i love the more like um like artsy like uh photography shots Mm -hmm. that like vanity fair has um where it's like in a studio um i don't know this it looks weird to me i just whatever i agree i don't i don't like maybe if the background were different it might be a little better. I hate the background. I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I just, I don't like it. I know. <laughs> but anyway, there, here are some things that I do like is some of the new stills that we got in the Entertainment Weekly spread. Um, we have one of Ray training with her lightsaber with one of those little, like, training orbs. <laughs> training <that> ball. <laughs> training balls that Luke had in uh, a new um there's a close-up of Kyle. He looks very moody. <laughs> Finn and Jana again looking concerned. Why do they always look so concerned? I don't know, but they look good looking concerned. Yeah, they do. I'm here for it. What is up uh, with all these thigh holsters? God damn. Uh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> I don't know if I just didn't notice it as much in the original trilogy, because I know they were there. Like, Harrison had one but like mm-hmm. I don't, they just there's just so many i'm happy about it <laughs> i love it um then we have uh, a picture with a whole bunch of people but the most obvious person is poe google earth always taking pics dameron <laughs> um um <laughs> uh, but they had that has poe and finn and rose and a whole bunch of background characters and from what i and a bunch of other people have seen is there's no white people in that picture Yup. Not a single one. That's amazing. I know. That's there's an older we, woman in there. We have one. Mm-hmm. One photo. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there are dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> but we have one photo. It's documented. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. No, it looks so good. Um, I forget who it was. I, I don't know if it was Annalise who was like, tag yourself in this photo. And I was like, I'm Poe Dameron's pants. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I think actually, I think I said this on the pod account. Um, but I said that we were both Poe and Finn's pants because there's two of us. So <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. We also have a shot of Richard E. Grant. Um, Looking very imperial and Nazi-ish. We got his name, right? Like a long time ago? Pride? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I'm just calling him Richard E. Grant. But he has like some weird title that we've never seen before. Um, I like his costume. Like the, I Mm. like that like wrap dress style. (laughs) 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 Like jacket. Mm -hmm. It looks cool. Eh, Allegiant General. Yeah. 
Hmm. The fuck does that mean? No. Grand the only Admiral person who just... ever <laughs> shit they just made up. <laughs> <laughs> They're just making stuff up along Who's the way. Who's in the Navy? Like, write us and tell us if that's like an actual thing. Like, I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, we also get a shot of some snowtroopers. Okay, whatever. Boring. Yeah. Um, we have a, a lovely shot of Ray, Finn, Poe, and Chewie that's illuminated by Ray's lightsaber. Yes, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. They're also they're looking concerned again. Mm-hmm. Everybody's There's very just, concerned in this film. <laughs> yes. There's just something I keep, I feel like I keep forgetting that our trio is actually going to be together for this film. I know. And then I see it, and I'm like, good. Thank God. <laughs> like, yes. Um, especially after reading Resistance Reborn. Oh, I'm almost done with it. Um, and then the last still, I believe, is Poe flying the Falcon. He looks very surprised slash excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's face in this photo is very good. <laughs> like, <laughs> even Chewie's like, I don't know. I don't think we usually see his fangs a lot, but he's has yeah. this like open mouth, like concerned thing going on. It's great. <laughs> Poe gets to fly the Falcon. I bet he's mm-hmm. such a fanboy right there. I remember people being like, why does Poe get, po get to fly the Falcon? And it was either <laughs> myself or Jacqueline, I can't remember, who was like, because Ray was busy banging Rose in the back. <laughs> 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 uh... <laughs> Sorry, boys. Hmm. Got business to attend to. Yep. <laughs> so that's all of our news. If I missed anything and you're yelling, fuck up um <laughs> i forgot i'm drinking rum uh, yeah <laughs> i did too <laughs> um no lots of stuff um it feels like we had nothing for so long and then they they're yeah. dropping tons of promo material right now which i guess makes sense like that's kind of normal but it's also a little overwhelming it is because I like I, I I don't know if I said this while we were recording or before we started, but I only watched one of these things on this mm-hmm. list of like TV spots and special behind the scenes, all that kind of stuff, because I just like didn't know some of them existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just didn't see them pop up. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know if you're not looking for it sometimes it's like you just miss it. Yeah. Which that sucks. It shouldn't be like that. I feel like Disney Plus, they're missing out on a good opportunity to just, like, play trailers over and over again. Right? <laughs> right? There should be a section just for tra- yeah. trailers. <laughs> like, that. There, there's a huge opportunity here where you have a captive audience and there's nothing new from Disney really coming out anytime mm-hmm. soon. And so, like, you could just spam everyone with Star Wars shit, like, all the time. Yeah. And that's that's fine. You own it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is a friendly reminder to everybody that now is your chance to watch Lego Star Wars The Yoda Chronicles 2. Which we will be um, watching. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. The number two. The first ones are whatever. The second round, they're really cute and I'm really excited. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know I don't know if next episode or the well, episode after it'll be basically Rise of Skywalker reaction. Oh my god. Fuck. <laughs> It's like less than a month away. Um, yeah, the next time we would put out an episode would be the week before Rise of Skywalker, and then we wouldn't record again until the week of Christmas. And that's like the week that's that would be like the Monday after Rise of Skywalker came out, right? 
Yeah. Maybe we should do like a stupid lighthearted episode next week. Yeah, maybe we should. So go go watch Lego Star Wars. What is it? Yoda Chronicles Chronicles. 2. So that you can know what we're talking about. Oh, good, good stuff. They're all like, it's like 30 minutes. There's a couple of episodes. They're really cute. They're on Disney Plus. It's whatever. Yeah. Um. So anyway, let's uh, put our fists through some shit. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about Finn. Yeah. And we need to talk about how some people um, don't know shit about Finn. Yeah, and... there's this person that I used to consider a friend. Um or at least a mutual, if anything, and uh, had a very um, uh, inflammatory thread mm-hmm. <laughs> about predictions for Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And one of them was that Finn has, like, thinly veiled misogyny and Janna is going to come in and, like, write that and, you know, whip him into shape and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff where it was just like, mm. mm-hmm. what? <laughs> because record scratch that's a black woman's job <laughs> yeah and finn has thinly veiled misogyny mm-hmm. the fuck okay okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then i mean we could go on and on about this but we're we're focusing on finn in this case yeah. um yeah i don't understand well, I do understand this comes from, and someone had a thread, and I'm so sorry, I don't know who you are. Um, I, like, just started following this person, like, very recently, like, right before this all started happening. Mm. But this person had a thread, and they were talking about how um, there's a reason why Finn kind of took a back seat. His story and characterization kind of took a back seat in um, the last film and a lot of the supplemental material like comics and novels, um, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's anti-blackness. And mm-hmm. maybe it's not like intentional anti-blackness, but anti-blackness is something that like even like non-black people of color need to come to terms with and deal with in their communities. And so it's something that is pervasive throughout our entire society and our entire, all the systems that we have in this country and in the West in general and in the East essentially too, because colorism is a thing. Mm. Um, And it's like Finn was put on the back burner because we had to make room are these white characters stories instead Mm -hmm. and like maybe that wasn't intentional maybe like ryan johnson was just way more interested in kylo ren but that's also like hey you're totally brushing aside this really great character who has so much to offer to the story who like you could really dive into some really deep really like relevant like themes and issues in our current situation and in in Mm -hmm. history and just our place like as a country in history and it was totally just like bypassed for the white dude and it's like well maybe like you just preferred that story because you are like unconsciously Mm anti-black maybe i don't know um which is like uh, so i have a bachelor's in psychology and something that they make you do like in every psychology class you ever take is like an implicit bias test mm -hmm. um i can't remember 
who it was created by. I believe it was some sort of university. But I think if you just Google implicit bias test, it'll come. Oh, it was Harvard. Because um, <laughs> I just oh. looked it up. It was Harvard. Um, but it was, it's I, think, I believe it's called Pro- right. Project <laughs> Implicit, um, where you start by, um, it'll tell you like, this color means this and this color means that. Um, And then it'll switch it up on you um, and then be like, put these people into categories of bad and good. And because of implicit biases, the majority of people end end up putting like black as just the color and then black people into bad. Yeah. I know that they're start, they're doing a lot of studies with like police departments with these implicit mm-hmm. bias tests mm-hmm. um, because of all of the shootings um, yeah. that have gone on, or at least they've been going on for a long time. They just haven't been as um, sensationalized and present in the media as now because everybody has a, right. a camera on them. Right. Yeah, it's very, it's interesting. It's like, it's something that you have to consciously fight against because it's so ingrained into us. Like it's ingrained into every, like from birth, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, you know, like your parents, Oh, you know, be careful. Like in that neighborhood, like don't, mm-hmm. you know, make sure like you like are paying attention when you're walking through there. It's like, well, why just because black and brown people live there? Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, just, and like, you could like argue like, well, the crime rates are higher and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, why is that? Right. Because of this entire system of anti-blackness where um, there is a school to prison pipeline mm-hmm. and schools get less funding in more black and brown neighborhoods than in white neighborhoods. And there's less, you know, resources for childcare and there's more prevalence of like single parents and Mm -hmm. like all kinds of things. And it's all because of like the system. It's not Mm -hmm. because of anyone's individual choices necessarily. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, we're all a part of this and all of that feeds into like how we perceive people and characters on screen. And so, um, it's just very interesting that this was a woman of color who comes from a group of people that is very marginalized, especially after 9-11 mm-hmm. um, in the West. Um, and to just really like not be sensitive to something like that in, you know, talking about a silly space movie. Right. But it's important because because Star Wars is such a cultural, like, like mega machine, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, it matters. And so, I don't know, this is, I went down like a, a whole, I guess, just, just a part of our pod. Well, I mean, just like mentally, like when this stuff came up, I just, oh, oh, like oh. a whole, um, like, just a, a trail of just like, well, you know, like it's because like especially because I don't know if you're watching Watchmen right now on HBO. No, I need to though. You need to. Everybody needs to watch the show because it deals with racism in America in kind almost in alternate history, but the stuff that they're dealing with the racism with is real. Mm-hmm. Like Black Wall Street, like uh the Tulsa race riots, like all of this stuff like was real. And so it's about like generational trauma. And, mm. like, this woman is, like, 
figure out where she came from and like why she's doing what she's doing essentially. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this last episode that aired on Sunday was, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it on TV. There was a black writer on it and there was like, uh, there was intersectionality with like by uh, a by black man. Mm. Um, it was all about like, um, you know, the first black policeman in New York and like how they were treated and just like the, you know, there's like a whole like Ku Klux Klan, like undertone, like throughout this entire time period. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just fucking fantastic. And it presented black trauma and black pain from a black person's viewpoint Mm -hmm. and that lens was so important and we don't have anything like that in star Mm -hmm. wars at all like i mean most major media doesn't have anything like that and i think Mm -hmm. that's something that watchman is just doing an amazing job at because it's like it's using that superhero medium to like Mm -hmm. bring people into this because everybody's like oh watchman blah blah blah. i love the source material like it's all great and then they're watching this and it's like wow i didn't expect this to be like this yeah (laughs) um and I just, it made me, that episode made, it was interesting that all of this happened like this, you know, the next day after that episode aired because yeah. it just completely changed my perspective on everything. And I was just like, we don't have that in this franchise mm-hmm. at all. And I don't know if we're ever going to get that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was like, people need to be taking notes mm-hmm. on what that episode was and what it does in history of film and television mm-hmm. um because it's so important yeah so anyway finn has never done anything wrong in his entire life he's yeah. amazing he's underutilized he needs to be written by black people black men mm-hmm. black women because there are layers to that character that have not been explored and john boyega is a child of diaspora african diaspora mm-hmm. in the uk and he could bring so much to this role that would be meaningful in a space fantasy as like a symbolic situation, child yeah. soldier, all that stuff, all that trauma, like the stuff that he could bring to this role emotionally is there mm-hmm. and no one is using it. And John is a fantastic actor. So it's just kind of a waste and it sucks. It's yeah. a, it's a box check. Like we have this black man in our, in our franchise. It's great. But are you really using him as an actor as you should be? Mm-hmm. Or are you using Adam driver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do want to throw out there before we move on from this topic and on the topic of um, Adam Adam Driver, not him specifically, but uh, Kyle Ron. Um, (laughs) There's been issues in the past um, with this particular person um, and a lot of apologism for certain behavior. um, And a lot of it is attached to... uh, I'll just be honest, shipping the same same ship. Yeah. Like Jacqueline. You can't figure it yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our friend Jacqueline um, had pointed out, like, you know, she's had instances of homophobia and transphobia. One of the most recent things that I saw was a lot of ableism with regards to Carrie Fisher's use history um, and that she needed to be redeemed from that. Um, yeah. And now this very blatant anti-blackness, which apparently has been a pattern. Um, Somebody pulled up a tweet from 2018 that was interesting. Um, (laughs) But that's not to continue to dogpile under her. It's more of a 
call people out in your communities. Yeah. Like, I I get it. It sucks. It sucks to call out your friends or people that you admire, but it's important. Otherwise, it just continues the cycle and people are going to keep saying this shit and get away with this shit. And it's it's not okay. Yeah. And honestly, like I was really because like I was friends with this person. So I was like, oh, what are you doing? And I looked in her replies and a lo- I saw a lot of people in that community being like, yeah. no, this is not it. You need to delete this. Yeah. This is not okay. And that made me feel a lot better. But like, this is what it took yeah. for you to get to that point. Like there were undertones of this for a very long time. And there's undertones of it in the community itself also. Yeah. Um, there are like women of color and black women that are a part of the, you know, this, this ship community as well. So, but you know Mm -hmm. what, you can be indoctrinated by racism, no matter what color you are. So like, even if you're a black woman, you can be, you can be racist. If, even if you're like a non-black person of color, you can be racist. You can be anti-black. That does not excuse you from any Mm -hmm. of this and saying that any of your behavior is okay, because like that's that's rampant in the world (laughs) Mm -hmm. you sent me a great article this morning um called star wars fan service and catering to bigotry by lindsey reese on medium um and this article is actually from early october yeah um but it talks a lot about the same stuff that we've been talking about um and inner community issues as well um yeah it was excellent I saw reading material. (laughs) I saw that in um, Clarkisha's replies because she was Mm. like, really, we're bringing this up again. Like, you know, Finn has been done wrong. You know, she's been she's gone off about this in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, And I saw someone put it in her replies like this. This is a good read if you if you want to read it. And I was like, oh, I Mm want to read it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you sent it to me this morning. And I was like, yes, I want to read this. Yeah. Shall we talk about Mando? Yes, please. Yay. Let's talk about Mando. So, so I want to know. I'm. Let me interview you here. Okay. I want to know. <laughs> I'm taking over your hosting. Okay. You were not interested in this nope. show at all. Nope. Uh, how do you feel now? I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad that I love this show so much. I love that you love this show, though, because... But it's like completely different from what even I expected it to be. And I love it yeah. even more than I thought it was. So, yeah. Yeah. I was um very pleasantly surprised. A lot of my lack of hype from the show was fueled by spite and pettiness. Um, because <laughs> of a fet. <laughs> I, yeah, that and I never got to sol- see the stuff that was played at Celebration. Yes, this is true. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I would be too. Fucking <laughs> But also, like, I felt like the marketing was really lacking for this show. Um, But the marketing did, at the end of the day, the marketing did a really good job of not giving any idea what the fuck this show is going to be. Yeah. Because uh, (laughs) it's not at all what I thought it was going to be. Like, in some ways, yes. Um, It's a space western. Right. It's it's a spaghetti western. (laughs) Um, I just like saying the word spaghetti western. (laughs) I don't even know what a spaghetti western is, so you can say that, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Is it a spaghetti western? (laughs) Spaghetti western. I'm not a film person. Italian western or macaroni western? 
Okay, I know nothing about film, so I don't know who Sergio Leone is. (laughs) (laughs) We're probably like committing major film film journalism faux pas. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we're not fucking journalists. I don't know. Clint Eastwood films, spaghetti western. Yeah, (laughs) I'm calling it a spaghetti. What I'm going to call it a fettuccine western. Oh my god. Mando with a fettuccine I've had rum. Apparently that makes me really stupid. (laughs) Talk about things and just throw out words that you don't know what they mean. (laughs) Anyway, um, I I fucking love this movie and I'm upset. Um, This movie, this show. (laughs) (laughs) So I really didn't care for the first episode. No? Um... It felt super Dave Filoni, and I was kind of mm. like, ah, oh, like it's pretty, and like they're doing they're doing good world building, but like some of the character, like the blue dude, was really annoying, yeah. and I was like I don't like that. Like, um, it just felt, I don't know, it just didn't it. The way that the fi- the the film, the way that the show <laughs> looked, was so beautiful. It felt. Yeah like the story or just like the way that the story was unfolding didn't match. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, kind of like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. And then like, I didn't feel like the music was like, I didn't like jive with the music right away either. Like, and now I love the music because it's mm-hmm. like it, the music has taken on a whole different meaning because of what has been revealed in the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that first episode, it was really hard for me to get into. I watched it twice and I was kind of like, I still don't really care. Hmm. Um, and I was kind of sad because I was really excited for the show, but then at the very end, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that. We'll get to that the <laughs> billion uh, points about that in the notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think the first the first time I watched the episode was the morning that Disney Plus launched. Not like I didn't stay up late like y'all fucking nerds did. I didn't um, watch it for like three days. So yeah, <laughs> you're like. I don't have a Disney Plus login, and I'm not going to get Disney Plus. And I was like, just fucking get my Disney Plus. (laughs) It wasn't working on my Apple TV because Billy has all these weird settings so that he can watch baseball, and I didn't realize that. And so, I had to ruin everything. (laughs) I, like, was going to use your login, and I couldn't even use it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I, I, like, ended up um, streaming it from my phone. I, like, Mm. mirrored it onto my Apple TV from my phone, and that was fun. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, I think a lot of it had to do with, I had no fucking expectations going into this and just, it was fun. I felt like, but yeah. you're right. It is very Dave Filoni. Um, but I, I think what sold me is a lot of the smaller character moments rather than the plot of yeah. the first episode, Same. because there was a lot that happened and I'm like, Dave, it's we not a 21 minute TV episode. Like you got an hour. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, when I watched, when I rewatched it um, later that night with my dad, like I realized the pacing was a little frustrating in some points. And I was like, okay, just get to this part. Just get to this part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what has sold me on the show thus far is the Mando yeah. himself yep. um, was not expecting that. <laughs> it's Pedro Pascal, Abby. Come on. <laughs> oh, I know, I know that. But while they were, while uh, Filoni and John Favreau were 
going around pitching and promoting the fettuccine Western. Um, they made it very much so sound like, you know, it's going to be the, the unslinger Clint Eastwood. I work alone mm-hmm. kind of grizzled hard yeah. guy. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't care. We have so uh, much media of that, like yeah. even just not in Star Wars, and we do have it in Star Wars too. So it's like, yeah. dude, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Um, the Mando's actually very soft. He is, but he like, and he's just just like a big fuck up too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of he's like dumbass. <laughs> like he's super competent but he's also kind of like just like gets kicked around all the time and like it's in these stupid situations where he's just like so tired of everyone's shit and it's great <laughs> yeah but i think i i think the thing that aside from the ah my mic fell the end of uh the first episode the thing that really sold me on this show is all of the mando's interactions with the ugnot um which one I loved the Ugnat. I thought he was so sweet and so kind and good. And I want more of him. I want a show of just him on his little desert farm. Um, <laughs> He's worked his whole life in yeah. some like foundry, I'm sure. And like finally escaped. And now here all comes the bounty hunter. All these bounty hunters are like ruining his peace. And this mm-hmm. Mando is like, can't get his shit together. He can't ride the fucking like frog thing. Blurg. <laughs> Whose idea was it to call it a blurg? I don't know, but it's great. Um, but the Mando like constantly is like, "Let me repay you." Yeah, he's such let a me person. right. He's like, "I will give you half of whatever the bounty is." Like, let me help you because you've helped me. Yeah. Um, I, the thing that really sold me on him in the first episode was when he brought the Bascar to um. The armorer, I don't know what she's called. The the armorer, right? Yeah, I think that's what she's called. Yeah, and he's, you know, you know, she's talking about like, oh, this is gonna make like, you know, a great, you know, piece of armor for you. But he's like, make sure the found you give it to the foundlings. Like he's like the way the reason he's working is to like bring like what belongs to Mandalore back to his people. It's not, he's not working just to get this reputation to be like this badass bounty hunter. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't even care to take time off. Like he just wants to get right back to it. And he gave the majority, I mean, aside from the Beskar, he gave the bounty of the Mon Calamari, whatever it was. Um, (laughs) I think it's called, I think they're, they're called flan. Yes. It was called flan. (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, he gave that to the armorer. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like he's trying to stuff his own pocket. Yeah. I it's know. just, it's, it's very, very, I don't know. I it, I feel like it's frustrating having to say that, but it's this, it's, but it's very, very nice to, and very refreshing to get a male character who cares yeah. about other people yeah um and is willing to accept help yeah um because like there was never a point where amanda was like i work alone especially to the ugnot he was just like okay you're offering (laughs) me help sure (laughs) i probably need it um and even when like the when ig11 showed up and he hates <laughs> droids mando hates droids um and we come to find out that that's because his 
planet was taken over by the separatists. Yeah. And it's to be assumed that his parents died because of a the droid of the, army. The, the, the big boy droid. The battle droids or whatever they're called. Thank you. Yeah. The big boys. <laughs> the big boys. <laughs> the big boys. Um which seeing them in live action is actually kind of terrifying. No, they look right. really terrifying. Yeah, because like, they don't look... I don't know if that was CGI or not, but it just looked much more menacing than they do in The Phantom Menace. Um, yeah. But he hates droids, and he straight up goes to IG-11 and is like, I'll split the bounty with you. Yeah. And, like, he ends up killing him for a good reason. Um, yeah. But, like, how many people would be like, yeah, I'll split the bounty with a droid? Yeah. Why does this droid need money for anyway? Right. Like... <laughs> I mean, I guess he might need like new parts or whatever, but it's not like he doesn't need to eat. He probably doesn't need to sleep. Like droid spa. Uh yeah. Well, I guess I'm being very like droidist um because uh, you know, um Staff, if you're listening, why do droids need money? <laughs> yeah, please tell us. <laughs> like, um also, uh <laughs> So Deborah Chow directed the third episode, mm. which was probably some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. And just every, I mean, like I knew what was going to happen like in that entire episode, but I was not, you know, it, it wasn't one of those things where it was like, Oh, I'm going to trick you. Like something's going to happen. Like that you don't mm-hmm. expect you could, you knew what was going to happen because of yeah. Star Wars. Like, but it was, I freaking cried when mm. the rest of the Mandalorians showed up and they were like, this is the way like, go, we got this. And they just like totally put themselves at risk for one of their own to like save this little thing. Mm. <laughs> like, oh. well, especially, I feel like it was like 10 times more meaningful because of the earlier scene in that episode where like it sound, it looked like some of the other Mandos didn't like our Mando. Mm-hmm. Because he came back with an ice cream machine full of Beskar, and they're like, uh... And he worked basically for the Empire to get that, and they were right. like, Excuse <laughs> us? Yeah. Um, and so they, like, especially him and the, um, like, the, <laughs> the big boy. The big boy <laughs> man. <laughs> the guy with the big gun? <laughs> yes, the heavy artillery man. Yeah. Um, like they were very neck and neck and mm-hmm. like he straight up saves his ass and is like, this is the way oh. And it's just, I didn't expect the Mandos. I don't know why I didn't expect them to come flying in. And I'm serious. I was, I was sitting there. <laughs> I think I was watching it in the morning. I'm like sitting there drinking my coffee and I'm like, the Mandos, the Mandos are here. <laughs> um, I've never been a Mando person. Like they're cool, but I've never been like, are life but now i'm like i kind of love mandos (laughs) yeah i love them i think just they're we're learning a little bit about their culture and we're not learning about the like freaking weird aryan like white Mm. culture of uh like clone wars that i don't like (laughs) no um yeah we're learning about like the people that are survivors of mm-hmm. a lot of hardship <laughs> yeah. and I don't know, like it's weird. It, 
I, it's so ironic that like this character that has rep, you know, just even this like type of character that has represented so much to all of these like misogynist, like, like fanboys and mm-hmm. like people just like even outside of the Star Wars fandom that just associate what what they associate with Boba Fett and and it's just the entire thing is about community and like caring about people and it's so it's refreshing but it's also like a big fuck you and I love it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um wonderful yeah it's really wonderful um can we talk about the second episode who which was the first episode to ever ever first anything to ever be directed by a black man yeah um in Star Wars Rick Fumiwa yeah um and it was ridiculous it was like that (laughs) ridiculous like ridiculous Star Wars shit whereas like Mm -hmm. these Jawas are just like so obnoxious (laughs) and I freaking love Jawas so much so Mm -hmm. I was just like here for it and then like they want this egg and they're (laughs) chanting egg egg. (laughs) and Mando and Ugnat are just like shaking their heads like oh my god like you guys like what are you doing this is what you want like and um and then he gets the egg and he brings it back and they're just like fucking little like weirdos like Mm -hmm. eating the yolk (laughs) (laughs) it's a fuzzy egg too I I don't like it I don't like it. Oh my god. It was just like so much of that episode was so ridiculous. I was just mm-hmm. like this is this is the the weird Star Wars that I love. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. just like yeah. not explained weirdness <laughs> and you just don't you just go with it and then that scene is yep. over and you're like what the fuck did I just watch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bunch of Jawas chanting egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Oh. And oh my god. So before we get to the little, the little, the small. <laughs> I need to put my fist through something because <laughs> I'm sorry. I got into it with someone on Twitter last week about, I mean, everybody's been talking about how there's one woman that has mm-hmm. been in the show and she has a, a, a helmet on. So you yeah. don't even see her face. And like, it's upsetting. Like that's mm-hmm. not okay. Like, and we have this lineup of women that are like fantastic, but it's, we're three episodes in and like, there's no women essentially. Right. There's one woman. And um, it's great that she has a really significant role in their community. She's like a, you know, religious leader. Like that's fantastic. But also like, come on guys. Um, that's what happens when you have a bunch of dudes like as showrunners. Like it's great that you bring in like female talent for directing, but like they only have so much control over what's happening in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people were commenting on on a lot of women that were com- not complaining but just critiquing. Like yeah. we we all love this show, but we're just like upset about the fact that there's only one woman right now, three episodes in. And people were saying that. We have two female animals in the show, and so that somehow counts as representation. And also, the female animals represent the feminine, um, and they are feminine feminine symbolism in the story. And so, therefore, we have good female representation in the show. Okay, Betty Frieden. And I actually had to tweet out that animal female symbolism does not count as representation and i was dumbfounded and appalled 
Ah, I just hit my mic. <laughs> He's so upset. Oh my god! Why are people so fucking? Stupid? And if this was women that were saying this, <laughs> not this was these weren't men. <laughs> like uh-huh. these were other women that were saying this. And I was, what the fuck is this? Like, I uh, I kept sending Jess screenshots of people saying stupid shit <laughs> about uh, in, in Mando, <laughs> and it was great. So first of all. That's just ridiculous, and I can't. If you don't understand why it's ridiculous, I'm praying for you because. And Abby just throwing her mic across the room because it's like you need to get your shit together if you don't understand what what's wrong with that that situation. Sorry, (laughs) not you, but like people are listening. I mean, you need to get your shit together too. But that's fine. You're doing wrong. My no, but like my my mic stand is broken. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. I'm having a rough day. <laughs> um so like people are commenting about how like oh I think it's intentional that like Dave Filoni has like made this very a very masculine show up front and then they're slowly introducing these quote feminine symbols in the show to like take us, you know, more into the feminine something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the feminine uh, Mm -hmm. uh, of the universe like and it's all you know we're going to find balance and it's going to come together and the story's going to be great and I have a problem with this because this means that these people are associating child care Mm -hmm. with femininity Mm -hmm. and you are assigning you know already you're creating a binary first of all and you're assigning uh, you're, you're saying basically that you can't be a masculine person and be a caregiver yeah. Um, and in this case, they're, in, you know, they're inferring that it's they're trying to, you know, like what we were saying about how they're like kind of subverting this whole tough guy persona. But they're saying it in the sense where this this Mando has feminine characteristics. And so it's a complete subversion of like the Mando persona that everybody had in, in mind before the show came out. But this is perpetuating this gendered like bullshit mm-hmm. of childcare and emotional um emotional labor <laughs> um it, just like those types of jobs that people have like you think about nursing mm-hmm. teachers like waitresses like all f- kinds of things like that even therapists essentially mm-hmm. like a lot are are more you know like more women go into those into those fields and okay. it perpetuates this like systemic issue of a disrespect of those roles and the fact that we don't have paid mater- like government paid maternal leave in this country maternity leave in this country like that says a lot about where we are at with this the feminine caregiver role mm-hmm. and how we view it and mm-hmm. so until we get to that point i don't think that we can even like i don't think that these symbols are helpful and whatever i mean first of all i don't see them there there's, there is no <laughs> The animals are not feminine symbols. I'm sorry. But the other stuff of like caregiving and stuff like that, like to like perpetuate that, (laughs) that view of caregiving as, as something that's feminine is, is bad. Like Mm -hmm. that's problematic. That's harmful. It's harmful to women that work in professions like that. It's harmful to men that are, are coded as more feminine and they get beat up because they're not man enough or whatever. And you know, the homophobia is like 
rolled all into that too. And that's a whole issue. And like, you know, gender non-conforming issue, you know, people who don't understand that that's all rolled into that as well. And I don't know, it's just like a whole like laundry list of things on why we need to get past this. And it just bothers me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why people keep talking about it and keep normalizing it. And a lot of people are doing it with like, like the sequel trilogy as well. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, do I don't understand. I don't understand like why you want to keep perpetuating the patriarchy. Do you remember like the, the looky whole thing in Snoke's throne room where like what? they can see the resistance yes, yes. from there? Yes. Yeah. The there was a thing. thing. <laughs> I was like, was someone peeking at Snoke? I was like really confused for a second. Peeking into <laughs> Snoke's boudoir. <laughs> um, no, the giant glass thing. Yeah. Um, there was a post a while on Tumblr that was circulating talking about how that is symbolism for a vagina. Um, oh. In a, red, in a red room. Okay. Uh, and related it somehow to why Ray and Kylo are going to fuck and he's going to impregnate her. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of comments about like Yonic symbolism with like a lot of the red, mm. you know, on crate, like underlying the salt and like all kinds of stuff with all the red being symbolic of like mm. menstruation and stuff like that. You know what? Sometimes the ground is just red, y'all. <laughs> like y'all think you are really saying something here. You're not. You just sound <sighs> stupid. Yeah. The one thing I will say that is a very like sim a very yonic symbol that stood out to me was the Mando ship looks like a uterus <laughs> and ovaries. With uh -huh. so if anything is like symbolic of quote the feminine, it's the Mandalorian ship. <laughs> the <laughs> uterus ship. <laughs> yes. Uh, so basically, all I want to say for the end of my soapbox is that tough men being caregivers and having this like sensitive soft side to them and just men in general mm -hmm. and male presenting people and male identifying people or more masculine presenting non-binary people like it needs to be normalized that they are allowed to be like this like mm -hmm. there shouldn't be a binary everybody should mm -hmm. have a little bit of everything or or whatever they want because you get to choose how how you want to present yourself to the world mm -hmm. um and also as someone who grew up with a single dad who is a very tough guy like i, I can't even he was in a gang like what in la like <laughs> oh, i'm sure he killed people like we don't talk about that stuff like he was in the army and jumped out of airplanes and oh shit was, mr like, the, dad <laughs> yeah like he's like a badass like he, he yeah. gave me a, a taser <laughs> <laughs> recently he taught me he taught me how to knife fight like all kinds of things and this man is like a caregiver like he does yeah. he's always done all the cooking laundry cleaning all all the stuff that is typically coded as feminine or like the female role in the house even when my mom was alive he did all of that stuff so mm -hmm. it's like and he's probably like if you met him he would be like oh wow that guy's like a badass like because of all this mm -hmm. shit and i don't know like it really upsets me that like that that is something that we're still yeah you know considering to be normal is mm -hmm. is putting that and putting putting stuff like that into boxes and 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 assigning symbols and symbolism mm -hmm. to that i'm over it we need to yeah. move past it <laughs> your dad taught you how to knife fight and then 
brings you sashimi every he does he's very sweet yeah your dad, your dad is a good and he Mr. loves Justin animals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he brings the cats treats every time he comes over too. <laughs> and he cuddles them. Very sweet. <laughs> so cute. You know. <laughs> oh. Speaking of things that are fucking adorable, oh. let's talk about the child. The child. <laughs> I uh, can't. I can't. No. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> this baby has watered my crops this baby has restored my 2020 vision that i never had to begin with (laughs) it has gotten rid of my adult acne i have no chronic pain anymore because (laughs) of this child (laughs) so cute baby yoda slash baby yaddle I I I just thought it was really funny that we recorded and we're talking so you were talking so much shit. I mean, we were both talking shit on Yoda. And <laughs> I know this isn't Yoda, but it was just really ironic that this episode came out like that night and at the very end it was like a baby Yoda and I, I was cracking up. I was like, "Oh, you like the baby Yoda, huh?" <laughs> because it's not Yoda. I know it's not Yoda, but it was just this, funny. <laughs> beautiful thing is young and pure and not a terrible thing. It is a perfect, sweet angel baby and has never done anything wrong in its life. So cute. They're so cute. I would die for this baby. I know. And I love how everybody is like, oh my God. Oh my, losing their minds over the baby. I love it. I put the baby as my desktop background uh, at work. With hearts, can we with, talk yeah. about? Can we talk about all of our favorite Baby Yoda moments? Yes, I have a whole bunch of pictures saved in my camera roll. So <laughs> look it up. Um, when he tries to heal the Mando, yes, his little reach, even his little squint. <laughs> He's like, ugh, <laughs> so cute. Um, He's eating the frog. Yes, and Mando being a dad and being like, don't eat that. And him doing that it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and him being like, Ugh. I know. Him, like, using the force to, like, save him from the rhino and then him just falling back and being like, oh, mm-hmm. nap time. <laughs> his ears flapping in the wind. I know. And his little scared face when they're going into town and he looks to Mando for comfort. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking cry. His little ears are so expressive. Like they like lower when he's sad or scared or worried, and then they pop back up when he's like, "Oh, everything's okay. My man is good." <laughs> his little his little mouth. His little mouth. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like a kitty. It kind of reminds me of, like a kitty I think mouth. yeah. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with it because it's yeah. Yeah, it's like that little, like, upside-down smile mouth (laughs) that they have. So fucking good. And then in the third episode, ripping the little ball off of the lever. (laughs) That's not a toy. And then he gives it to him. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's so cute. There's been so much baby stuff in general lately. Um, like baby Yoda and then friends having babies, friends announcing that they're pregnant, and I'm just like, my uterus is yelling at me. 
dude, I don't want children, but I need like a kitten or a puppy or something because Baby mm. Yoda has awakened in me some type of maternal instinct, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I need something small to care for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I asked my coworker, she's got a she's got a BB. I'm like, can you bring your kid to work again so I can snuggle them? <laughs> um, but Aww. this this child. Oh, the light of my life. I know. So sweet. I don't know so, what else so to sweet. say about it other than I love him. Yeah. I would die and I would live for him. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have only known the child for a few weeks, but if anything ever happened to them, I would kill everybody in this galaxy and then myself. <laughs> <laughs> have, have You sent me a TikTok this morning or this afternoon of... Uh, somebody drawing a baby Yoda. <laughs> yes. It was like an artist painting a baby Yoda. And it was one of those where it's like up close so you don't know what it is. And then it zooms out. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> if y'all aren't on TikTok, you're missing good baby Yoda content. Dude, I spend hours just like looking at TikTok before I go to bed. And mm-hmm. it's so entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. There's some terrible ones out there too. Oh, but yeah. Most oh, of yeah. it's very good. <laughs> yes. And there's like people making songs. Yeah. About Baby Yoda. I know. Like, there's there's one where it's like, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, floating in a pod, Baby Yoda. Oh, my God. <laughs> baby Yoda levitating the whore monster, Baby Yoda. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, the part in episode three when Mando, like, gives up Baby Yoda and he leaves. Oh, I fucked up. And then he goes and he sees that the, the little pod is in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. And then he Oh, and then he's oh my god just uh, B- Billy watched this with me and Billy is also like a tough soft boy and he was like don't you dare don't you dare leave him <laughs> like, <laughs> you go get him <laughs> yeah. I um the scene where he busts in to save baby Yoda from the doctor oh, yeah. um, and he's like on this not like operating table but they're doing some sort of scans with him and mm-hmm. it's you know the room is ominous and stuff like that. It reminded me a lot of The Last of Us. I haven't um, watched it. It's a game. Isn't it? Oh, is it the zombie game? Yeah. Okay. Um, Have not played because zombies. <laughs> oh, you don't like zombies? No. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I, they freak me out. That's <laughs> like, fair. Yeah, I can't. I get These too zombies scared. are particularly spoopy. Um. I, the first time I played The Last of Us, I played it with Chris, and every time I got too scared because of zombie stuff, I gave it to him. Um, <laughs> but I do just want to say that um, I'm better at sniping stuff than Chris is. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, spoilers for a 2012 game. Um, at the end, Joel, the main protagonist, goes and saves Ellie, um, who may be the cure for all the zombie stuff. Um and saves her out of the operating room because he's like, I can't go through with this. Even though she was like, I need to do this for the good. He finds out that it might not like they might Ugh. kill her to scan her brain to try and find a cure. And it might not even work. So he, you as Joel bust into the operating room and you have the choice to kill the doctors or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kill the doctors. Cause I don't <laughs> shit. Um, and then snatches her, and then you have to, the rest of gameplay is navigating the hospital with her. Um, and so that reminds me a lot 
of this part in yeah. Mando. And I was like, <laughs> and then we get the Mandos going, this is the way. And I'm like, are you on Twitter while I'm talking? I just tweeted something from the, from the pod account that was baby Yoda related. So. It was my tweet. <laughs> well, I tweeted that, but I also tweeted something else. Yours just happened to be there too. So I tweeted that well, too. <laughs> I just got a notification that was retweeted by lousy, beautiful doubt. And I'm like, motherfucker. Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. But this this child is so perfect. I'm excited. I'm hoping that we get to see the Mando's question mark soon. Yeah. Um, where uh oh I can't remember her name. No. Julia something. Oh, Julia Jones. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what her name is in the show. No, I don't either. Um but I'm hoping like that's his home. And I'm kind of hoping Omera. That's what IMDb says her name is. Mara. Okay. Oh, she's going to be in the next episode. Oh, good. So it's Cara Dune. <gasps> Yay. And so Yay, hoping... two more women. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that's his home. And, and he's uh, going to bring the baby he's home. He's going to bring the baby. His lady. <laughs> and she's going to love him. And they're going to take care of it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one important thing that we haven't talked about yet. The Mandos never take off their mask. How do they suck dick and eat pussy? <laughs> I don't fucking know, but these are the questions we answer. I was like, y'all care about them, like, washing their face and eating hello? Like, no, I care about them eating pussy, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Everybody was very upset with me. And then some people were taking it literally. And I was like, guys. I bet they take (laughs) off their helmets for that. Shut the fuck up. Let me have fun and be stupid (laughs) and shitpost. You know, I shitposted right back to you. So you did. And it was great. You got it. I did. (laughs) Because you don't just. We have this connection. (laughs) We do. (laughs) We have this podcast together. too there's something there yeah. <laughs> um so while we're on the topic of baby yoda there is one thing that bothers me is the like human child noises oh, that yeah. it makes sometimes like it doesn't happen all the time and it's like just like a few seconds here and there but i don't like that it needs to not Mm-mm. sound like a human it's mm-hmm. not human <laughs> yeah i hate the generic like baby laugh track don't ever do that again <laughs> I hate it. I was like, that's not a noise that thing should be making. <laughs> no. I've seen a lot of people trying to speculate, like, where the baby came from. Because this is the third time we've seen the Yaddle species. Yeah. Um, and so people are like, Yoda and Yaddle fucked. I'm like, first of all, Yaddle's a lesbian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> second of all. <laughs> oh, my um, God. But then somebody was like, what if it's Yoda reincarnated? I'm like, you dumb motherfucker. This is only like nine years after Yoda died. This child <laughs> is 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around. He's the same age as Anakin. Yes. Roughly. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, people are like, it does place him at a time where he could be the offspring of Yoda and Yaddle. Yeah, that's um, true. Which is kind of, I don't want that. 
I don't like the idea of Yoda fucking. Or there's just other, like, Yoda species out there, and this baby is just someone's baby. (laughs) Like, (laughs) please don't put the mental image of Yoda fucking into my brain. I don't want it. Yoda has a penis. No, I don't (laughs) want him to. (laughs) Yoda goes to the bathroom, and I don't like that. Thank you for the ghost of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that shit at all. <laughs> oh my god. That is not something I expected to hear you say tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that Yoda goes to the bathroom. That's a title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I just don't. So... The other thing around this is that Disney was woefully unprepared for how popular this little baby was going to be. And there's no (laughs) merch. (laughs) There's not going to be any merch. Oh, no, 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 no. There's going to be two Hero Universe shirts that look like iron-on. No, there's no plush. There's no Hasbro toys until 2020. Like, no, what the I fuck? Want, I want a plushy baby Yoda. I want a plushy baby Yoda that I can get one of those baby holders where the baby's in the front. And <laughs> I want to put my baby Yoda plushie in the baby holder. Oh, my God. When people are like, can I see me. your child? I'm like, yes, please look at my child. <laughs> Did you see the picture of <laughs> this is a common meme of Pope Francis? And like the actual picture is him holding up the Eucharist. But people yeah. Photoshop it to be different things. So, like, yes, one of my favorite saw. is the Mama Ma- Mama Mia DVD. But there's one where he's holding up Baby Yoda. Yes, I saw it. And that's me. That was great. I had something else I was going to say about this. I don't know. Are you there? Was it Disney? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was just thinking about. Um, was it Disney removing gifts of Baby Yoda? Oh my God! Yes. Like. What the fuck, Disney? Literally, <laughs> Disney, I'm doing half of your marketing. No one would be watching the show if it weren't for Baby Yoda. No if one knew it. <laughs> no. No one heard of Star Wars until Baby Yoda. <laughs> I literally saw someone tweet today, like, I never would have watched the show if I hadn't seen a gif of Baby Yoda because it was mm-hmm. so cute. I'm just so... Uh, I'm so glad that I wasn't spoiled for this. I know, me too. When I finished the episode, I was like, who can I DM? And Sarah was like, me, me, me. And so she's just like, yeah, you remember that article that came out that like the Mandalorian spoils some big Star Wars lore. And we were all like, imagine that (laughs) like a movie or a TV show spoiling lore. And she's like, that's what it was about was Baby Yoda. And I was like, what? And she's like, I've been sitting on this for a fucking week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that nobody spoiled that for me. I know. I I was like, watch it right away. And I still wasn't spoiled. I was very pleased. Everybody was pretty good. Um, so what's up with this shady doctor character? Like, I don't know. I apparently has like a, doesn't he have the Kaminoan cloner insignia on his arm or something like that? Yeah. Very interesting. And he seems like he was trying to protect Baby Yoda, too. So I feel like I have a soft yeah. spot for him now. Yeah. When, <laughs> well, and like when when um, Werner Herzog, I don't remember what his character's name is, and nor do I really care. He's um, the client, he's I think. Herzog. He doesn't have a name. Okay. His name is Werner Her- Herzog. <laughs> um, 
when he was like, bounty hunting is a very complicated profession. And like, <laughs> it's like, it's okay if you don't bring it back alive. And he, the doctor's like, uh, nah, fam. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, um, by the way, there was an interview uh, from Deborah Chow that came out. I don't know if it was. It had to have been like over the weekend and she was talking about directing Werner Herzog in the scene where she has to interact with baby Yoda. And she was like, <laughs> what has my life come to that? I am directing <laughs> Werner Herzog and baby Yoda. And he's acting, he is so in, like enchanted with this puppet that he's yeah. acting like it's real. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he cried. Yeah. Which like same. Right. <laughs> and apparently like they were like, Oh, we might, replace him with cgi instead of pope uh instead of puppet and he's just like you coward i know and i'm like oh my god <laughs> here's this man who like has like a has a history yeah. of some shady stuff crying over baby yoda chris just got home and it scared the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> oh hi babe i'm recording a podcast <laughs> Hi, Chris. Jess says hi. <laughs> We're talking about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda. <laughs> He's baby. But yeah, maybe we should wrap up anyway. Yeah. Um. One more thing I would like to point mm. out. Yes, what, please. Since we have an excellent cast full of people of color, the doctor, who I didn't realize he was even in the show, is played by Omid Abtahi, who is Iranian. Woo! Which is he's fantastic. Handsome. He's very handsome. Mm-hmm. He looks good with the like creepy round glasses. Even I'm yeah. like, oh, he can pull that off. <laughs> uh, you know who else can pull off those round glasses? Who? Manny Jacinto. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's a handsome lad. He very, very much is. <laughs> Chris is like tiptoeing around the kitchen right now, and it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Anyways, I guess that's our cue to wrap up. <laughs> Um, you can find us crying about Baby Yoda on Twitter at LBTPod. Uh, this podcast is available on uh, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> All the things. Spotify, <laughs> Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean if you are a browser listener. Um, you can email us at lousybeautifultown at gmail.com. And we have a review Yay! this week from our dearest, darlingest friend, Danny Pirtle. Uh, Danny said, uh, well, their title of the review is the chaotic neutral of Star Wars podcast, <laughs> um, which Danny did a ranking of a bunch of different Star Wars, not a ranking, but um, categorizing of a bunch of different Star Wars podcasts into like their D&D moral alignment. <laughs> um, and we were named as chaotic neutral, which I agree. I agree, too. <laughs> we are just fucking chaotic. Um, <laughs> Anyway, they said, although their taste in guests is sometimes lacking, (laughs) (laughs) Abby and Jess bring the heat every episode. No topic limits. And it is refreshing to listen to a podcast that not only calls out problematic stuff within the Star Wars material, but within the fandom, too. Can always count on them for a healthy dose of chaos. (laughs) Thank you, Danny. We have another uh, another tagline. (laughs) healthy dose of chaos healthy dose of chaos perfect i love it um again i am contractually obligated to read five star reviews so if you star (laughs) review on itunes podcast or whatever the fuck they're calling it now i will read it on the show by the way i finally checked our mail and i was very upset to get 
to see the email that was like, you have no new reviews. So what the fuck? Maybe Jess checks the email every once in like a retrograde. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And you disappoint her like this. Maybe we should get a copy of Resistance Reborn and do another giveaway for some reviews here. Um, Maybe when we hit episode 30. Oh, that's coming soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on episode 25. So. Yes, we are. All right. Jess, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter and other things at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Celia. And with that, go and preach the baby Yoda gospel. Amen. And and tell Abby all about how Yoda uses the bathroom. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. He has to wipe his ass. I don't like it. 